to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan. Susan, how's it going? Going well. Back back home in South Florida after the North Carolina ACC days and happy to be, always happy to be back and, and getting ready for practice. Yeah, we are, all, like, as we record this, we're recording this actually on Wednesday, which is a day earlier than we usually record. Uh, so we are... Nine days from practice as we record. By the time most people listen to this, I guess we'll be exactly a week out from practice. Um, so we're going to do part one of our, um, I guess season preview is not the right word, preseason preview, football preview. We're, we're doing the first half of our preview uh, this week. We're going to focus on the offense. Uh, next week we will tackle the defense, which I think is in a lot of ways maybe the more interesting thing to talk about. Definitely the bigger question mark, the bigger um, yeah, I think everyone feels pretty good about where this offense stands. Uh, but this week we're, we're breaking it down uh, into a couple of categories. We're, we're going to do like kind of a good and bad, like uh, a four things we're confident in, four things we're not quite as confident in, I think is the, the list we came up with for each. Um, so want to dive right into it. Should we start with the good or the bad? Uh, <laughs> um. I don't know. We could do one good, one bad. I don't know. Whatever. Let's, let's, keep, let's, let's start with the good. So we'll start with the good. So if people don't want to hear the bad, they can just turn it off halfway through. <laughs> okay. But don't turn it off because there'll be an advertisement at some point. And we'd be good. Yeah, and, uh, the good folks, do whoever is providing the ad today would, would appreciate you listening to it. Um, don't do that or we'll have to retape this. Okay. All right. So, let, so let's start with the good. Um, I've got four things written down here. Um, we, we kind of talked about them ahead of time. So we, we feel, you know, we'll obviously maybe have little debates, but for the most part, I think we feel pretty similarly about this offense. Um, and the number one thing I think we should start with is uh, weirdly the offensive line, um, which has been yep. probably would have been the first thing we would have listed on the things we don't feel good about basically for the last three or four years. Um, and for me, this offensive line, I, 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 you mentioned offensive line. I specifically wrote the tackles. You know, we saw uh, earlier this week, Zion Nelson and Jerry Williams, both uh, favorites or both on the uh, watch list for the Outland Trophy. And I'm not even sure if Jared Williams is the favorite to start a right tackle um, because of how many guys are clearly in that competition. Obviously, we'll have mm-hmm. a much better sense, I think, uh, next week. But, you know, we saw like what DJ Scaife play there some in the – in the uh, spring. So like they've got options there, but uh, I mean, that's obviously a good, good thing for Miami considering, uh, you know, what the situation has been the last few years at that spot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of amazing actually. It is. I mean, yeah. I was so bashed, you know, by everybody, by us, including included, excuse me. Um, I, you know, they, they were just so bad a few years ago. Um, and um uh, you know, they, they, they were ranked 127th in the nation um, in, in, in sacks per game allowed, um, 127th of, you know, um, of just about that many teams, period. They were either next to the last in the NCAA, just bad. Um, and, and this year, um, they, they were ranked 98th, but the, and that's kind of misleading too, um, they did. They were just. They were just so much better this season, and and the one coming up with Jared Williams, who's 
has to be one of the only players, one of the only offensive linemen in the nation, if not the only, uh, to return for a seventh year um, with so much with so much uh, experience, including you know he played with uh, Derek King, the quarterback at Houston. I mean, there and and Devon Donaldson, right? Uh, yeah. Coming back and 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 Zion Nelson now. I mean. Zion Nelson, you know, who was a freshman a couple of years ago, a true freshman and, you know, allowing sacks and seemingly confused. And now he's, he's projected to be a, a, a first round draft pick. It's just crazy. The, the, the change. Um, and I, and with Derek King, if, if we'll talk about him later, but if he's, if he indeed, you know, is, if his knee holds up and all that st- good stuff and, and, and Derek is so talented and savvy, um, I just I think it's a total strength this offensive line. It's going to totally change the offense for the better. Yeah, I mean it helps to have Derek because he can make that offensive line look better than it actually is. But at the same time, you're I mean, there's a lot of reasons to believe that this offensive line is is going to be good. You know, they got like seven starting quality guys basically. Um, you know, we yeah. I think we all know that Zion's going to be the left tackle. We all know that. Corey Gaynor is going to be the center. And I think, and then, you know, between Jared Williams, DJ Scaife, uh, Navon Donaldson, obviously Ja'Kai Clark has started a lot at left guard over the years. You've got John Campbell as a guy who started games, uh, mostly at tackle, but, but, you know, certainly a lot of tackles who aren't super successful there wind up moving to guard and end up being good. They, there could be, a million different combinations starting in those last three offensive line spots. And like I said, that's a good thing. Um, and for Miami, um, it is, you know, just having those options is just something they've not had to do. You know, the reason why Zion Nelson was a disappointment as a freshman was not because like he wasn't promising, obviously it was because Zion Nelson should not have had to be the starting left tackle for Miami as a freshman. Uh, considering like what he was as a high school player, um, you know, a lot of obvious, a lot of his like growth has been well documented going from like this skinny, totally unrecruited. Um, I think he was committed to app state before he was committed to Miami at like no power. Yep. Five offers. Um, a lot has been written about that story. Um, and, you know, like I said, he was not supposed to be starting as a freshman. Now maybe it has paid off and he's going to be awesome as a junior. That's kind of the big, yeah, you know, I feel good about the offensive line no matter what. The one question here is is how good is Zion Nelson going to be, right? Like you're seeing him yeah. projected as a potential top 10 pick right now. Um, you know, he's not – he doesn't have that resume yet. That's all projection, right? That's – we've seen how the growth year over year, the athletic ability, that's projection. That's thinking that this guy can get to that if, you know, he has an awesome junior season. And if he does get to that, then this offensive line – is not just going to be one of the strengths of this team, but could be the, one of the best units in the entire country. Cause you know, Miami has not had a, like a franchise left tackle like that in a long time. And Zion is, was not there yet last year, but obviously he was showing signs. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think, uh, you know, at left um, guard, Ja'Kai Clark, it will not be ready for the beginning of the season. Right. Um, he was in a car accident as we've said and reported. Um, but they, but there's, you know, they have other people slotted. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's probably safe at this point to guess that, you know, Jared Williams will be the right tackle. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Well, and maybe not even because Jalen Rivers. I forgot to mention no. Jalen Rivers in the first segment could be the starting left guard, and then do you put DJ Scaife at right tackle, Nirvana at right no. guard? Like, there's a lot yeah, of that combinations be- still available. Yeah, I um, yeah, I'm, I'm not even sure about Jared Williams. That's a, yeah, that's a start. I'm not sh- I'm not sure about that really. Um, but uh, I I mean they have enough guys, and they and you know um, they they also have. A, uh, a, a a transfer, um, Justice Oluwas. Oh, yeah, Oluwasen, I think. Am I saying it right? Yeah. I don't know. We haven't talked to him, so we don't really know. But yeah, but I think I think he's. I think Manny Diaz expects him to. I mean, Manny can't talk about players who haven't um, come in yet, you know, yeah. uh, and enrolled. And he wasn't enrolled uh, as of the ACC media days. Um, but um, I think coaches do expect him to be there for fall camp, which yeah. begins a week, a week from this, for a week from this Friday, a week from today. I guess it would be when this comes out, August sixth. Um, and he's a lineman who played at UNLV for uh, when current Miami O line coach Garen Justice coached at UNLV. So um, you know, there's another another person, although he hasn't been. He hasn't practiced with them, so he's going to have to get adjusted and stuff. But they they have a lot of big, big talented bodies. Yeah, yeah, they're they're in good. It's it's the depth, no matter what. That like we feel good about it because you know they just don't have to rush guys in who aren't ready. Uh, number two, I've got on this list of things that I feel confident about um, are. The top two wide receivers on this roster, and, and you can maybe also throw in Will Mallory if you're just talking about the top end receiving talent, but particularly Mike Harley and Charleston Rambo. Um, it's got to be the best I think anyone's felt about a a wide res- top end of the wide receivers group probably since Amon, right? Like Miami is just not not gone into the season knowing that they have uh, – a legit number one wide receiver, let alone potentially two. We've obviously only seen Charleston Rambo in the spring game, but he was really impressive and has a good track record at Oklahoma. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the rest of the wide receivers a little later on, but but the top end uh, looks really good. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, Mike, my, I think I think Mike Harley is going to be really really good this year. Um, very devoted and um, you know working working hard. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that was a sneeze. Um, anyway, um, you know, with Harley and uh, Mark Pope, hopefully we'll finally uh, kind of break out. Um, and, um, you know, they've got some really good young guys, uh, Rom- Romello Brinson uh, and, uh, I mean, Charleston Rambo, like you said, David, he, is, he was so good in that game. I mean, in the spring game, I mean, you just knew when you saw him, I mean, fluid and smooth, really, really talented. I, I, I mean, I, at the top ends of, the, of their receiver, receiving core, I think, are going to be special. Yeah, he reminds me a little bit of what K.J. Osborne was coming in uh, a few years ago, but I think he has even more of a tracker than K.J. did just because of the level of competition he's coming from. Uh, obviously, K.J. came from Buffalo. Charleston Rambo is coming from, from Oklahoma and playing in the big 12, but uh, yeah, they, they've got the vets at the top are, there's no question about their ability at this point. 
which uh, is huge because, you know, last year, you know, I know the Mark Pope and uh, D Wiggins and kind of the, the next year never put it together, but, but once Harley put it together and became that go-to number one receiver, it really made this offense, I think, even better. Obviously it was good all year long, but just the passing attack became a little bit more reliable. Uh, next thing I've got on this list is that running game. And I didn't mention King in here, but specifically I think the running back position, I know there's like, you know, do they have that one stud? Do they have that one first round? You know, I guess no one goes in the first round, but do they have that one NFL running back on the roster? Cam Harris obviously is the vet deciding to come back for that extra year uh, when he could have gone pro. I think just the, the three headed monster they've got with Harris, Don Chaney and Jalen Knighton, like there's just not a question mark with those three. I don't think like the fact that they've got three legit guys who I think would start for a lot of teams across the country Makes, makes you feel pretty good about the running game, even if they don't have that one, you know, true blue, every down, number one, uh, you know, all-American type back. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, the, what you said at the end there is a little bit the way I, I lean towards. I mean, I love Don Chaney and Jalen Knighton. Um, and I, I think, and I think, uh, Cam Harris, um, you know, who who chose to come back, which was a very good decision. Um, you know, I, I think the young guys are very talented. I agree. Um, they're not like Uber stars yet. Okay. And, 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 and Chaney, um, I, and, and also, by the way, I love their, uh, their attitudes, you know, David, they're, they're, they're great. Hard workers are real, real true blue canes. Um, they're going to put in the work. Uh, again, I do think they have talent, but they still, they still have to improve. And Don Chaney is coming back from shoulder surgery um, in the, that was, I think the shoulder surgery was around the spring game after the spring game. So, or around then. Um, and so, and, and he said that he, he'll be back and Manny Diaz thinks he'll be back, uh, for fall camp also. He's ready to go, but he still did have the surgery. So, uh, you know, uh, I, you just have to wait and see. And I think that Cam Harris was like up and down. I, I know he has a lot of talent. He has, I know he has great hands. And he could really, you know, and he, and, he's, and he can be fast and shifty, but sometimes maybe too shifty a little bit. And he had a, he had a, a, a streak of time where, he, where he, he wasn't performing and um, he was very upset about himself. He's, he's a real emotional kid um, and, and was maybe a little too much. So I'm, 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 maybe I'm not as high on it as you. I, I want to see it. Um, and hopefully Cam Harris, who can be definitely a star, hopefully he is a star. Yeah, I, I think it's fair to wonder if if they can be a team that, like, wins because of its running backs because they don't have that one guy. But I don't know. I just kind of 
I feel like someone's going to emerge. I know they've got three guys. I think Don Chaney really showed a lot as a freshman. Obviously, Jalen Knighton, um, I think, is especially as like a receiver, third down running back type guy, um, is, you know, is, has already proven himself to be really useful in that role. And obviously, you know, Cam Harris same, seems like once or twice a season he puts together like an absolutely monster game. Um, I, I kind of trust the running back com- by committee thing. I think even really good teams do that, you know, maybe with more top-end talent. Like, you know, Alabama, it seems like always has some random guy show up come playoff time. Um, right. But, yeah, you know, I, I kind of trust the running back by committee thing. And I the reason I trust it is because I kind of trust one of these guys to emerge. But, we, uh, again, we, we obviously have to still see it actually happen. Um, last one I've got on things to feel good about is – you know, probably the easiest one, Derek King, right? If he's uh, yes. if he's out there, this offense is going to be really good. It's really that simple. Yeah, I mean, Derek King is it. Um, he's, you know, he is the face of the team, and he's what makes it go. And you know, you keep, we don't have to go over for the hundredth time how good Derek King is. But the interesting thing is, he's also the biggest question mark on the team. So yeah. of course, of course I'm confident about De'Ara King. I mean, these Canes have a chance because of De'Ara King. They have a chance to, to win the ACC because of De'Ara King. And, but at the same time, uh, if they don't have, if something happens and Derek's knee isn't what we think it is, isn't completely healed or whatever, then Poof, it all disappears, you know? Yeah, it, it, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit more. But like I said, if he's if he's out there and, and you know, maybe we, we should talk a little bit about the backups here too because the backup situation looks pretty good. Alpha Jake Garcia in the spring game. Obviously, you know, you got to throw him out there in a must-win game. I don't know how you're feeling, but if you got to throw him in against some lesser competition and build him up to the point, then, you know, I, I think he's – not too far off from being a guy you can kind of trust to, to start games. Um, but yeah, I mean, Derek King, he showed up. I know he showed up obviously with Rhett Lashley. So it's a little bit of like who's most responsible for this offensive turnaround, but uh, Derek King is, you know, they have not had a quarterback like him. We've talked about it a lot in, in a long time and, you know, we'll see how close he, you know, what he looks like compared to what he looked like a year ago. Um, but I mean, He's again, like I said, I mean, we, we just have not. If they have him out there, their offense is going to be really good. I think it, that's the simplest way to put it. He's one of those sort of transformational quarterbacks, um, you know, can kind of win games by himself to an extent. Obviously, like, you know, he, he needs guys to catch the ball, he needs guys to block, but he's a guy who can win if the offensive line is having issues, if, you know, he can, he can beat blitzes. Um, obviously, his rushing ability makes the makes the whole team's run game better because they got to account for him in the read option. Um, and he got better as a passer, I think, as the season went on last year too. You know, there's a reason why he's, uh, he's ranking in these uh, NIL dollars right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th 
hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. All right. Should we move on to the bad now? Sure. Or the... Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't Maybe necessarily... Bad. The right word. Uncertainty. The uncertainty. The maybe. uncertainty. The four things we're less confident about. Less confident. Yeah, that's a nice um, word. Well, let, let's pick up kind of where we left off with, with the Air King, because that okay. is the number one thing on my list, right? I, I know I, I said I, I feel pretty good about Jake Garcia and Tyler Van Dyke and all that, but the number one question that this team has on either side of the ball, and we're going to talk a lot about all the questions on defense next week, the number one question they have is the Air King's knee. And Right. Ideally, it's not a question we have to worry about at all, right? If he gets through the season unscathed, then the biggest question mark this team has did not come into play. But until we see him play and get through some games healthy, you know, the, the first time he takes that hit, I think every Miami fan is going to be grimacing a little bit. And Yeah, for sure. Like I said, this, this team is going to have a good offense if he's out there. If he's not out there, this team, I think, can still have a good offense. But uh, the question will be how good can it be? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they've got, you know, Tyler Van Dyke and Jake Garcia, um, 1A, 1B. It might be Jake Garcia, 1A, and Tyler Van Dyke. They they haven't told us. There's no part they've released. I mean, I think think both of them are definitely competent. But if if De'Ara can't go, uh, everything changes. The offense, I I'm not sure what Lashley would do. Um, I don't know if you would call it simplified a little bit, the offense to be simplified a little bit, or, um, you know, some things would change. Okay. Uh, So especially with, yeah, those guys don't, they don't take off and run, you know, they're pro style quarterbacks. So um, even the offensive line would be pressured more, you know, there'd be more pressure on them. Uh, so, yeah, it's all contingent on that. I mean, this, the offense is definitely the strength of this team, as I see it right now. Yeah. We, we talked a, about it last week a little bit, when, you know, talking about, you know, you said he's getting close to full speed and all that. How much right. – we talk about the knee. The biggest question is, obviously, can he get through the season healthy? Um, but the other question is, obviously, it – how is he hundred percent? Does he still look like the same guy he looked like a year ago? How confident are you that he's going to look like the guy we saw last year? I'm not. I mean, I, I'm, I, I guess what I mean is I, I'm not saying what I'm saying is it, it's only been what, seven months or whatever. He had, he had surgery January 4th. So, I mean, t- he's, he's still going through the process. And time has to pass. So I'm not super confident he's going to be the same guy who 
was totally healthy, had no problems. You know, all his knee problems were behind him. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, torn the ACL and the meniscus uh, in the right knee. And, um, you know, it was, in, it was in January, he had the surgery. So, I mean, do you come back and, and be the same person? I'm, I'm not super confident about that, um, and, but I'm hopeful. Yeah, the one thing I actually kind of wonder about is, you know, in college football in particular, guys can take really big leaps from year to year, even when you're older in your career, because you're still so young, especially, you know, Derek is, is new to this team and, you know, new to this offense and, and new to these wide receivers. You know, in theory, and obviously didn't have the – had a really odd offseason last year, but in theory, this could have been a really nice year for him to, like, just continue to his development – you know, more familiar with these wide receivers. And, and obviously, you know, that was uh, disrupted by knee surgery. He was spending a lot of time rehabbing. He couldn't, couldn't really be out there for like seven on seven type stuff that they do in the, in the summer um, to full, you know, to the same degree that he would have before. So I feel, you know, pretty good about him looking like pretty much the same guy, you know, maybe he'll be, maybe he'll get his production differently. Maybe he'll run less um, and just be a better you know, pass more, be a little bit more familiar with the nuances of the offense, that kind of thing. But, um, you know, I think he was a guy who had a chance to take a really big leap going into this last year and, and you know, really be a Heisman candidate. And that's the one thing I'm curious if that type of development was slowed uh, by this injury. Next thing I've got on this list is another thing we alluded to uh, in the first half of the episode. We said we like Mike Harley. We said we like Charleston Rambo. We do not know how to feel about the rest of the wide receivers, though. Um, and this is another one of those spots similar to running back, but obviously nowhere near as established as running back, um, where they have a lot of talent, a lot of bodies that it's really easy to imagine one of these guys, um, you know, whether it is Mark Pope or D. Wiggins finally putting it together, or if it's Xavier Restrepo or Keyshawn Smith, um, after a year in the, in the offense, really taking a big leap and becoming that number three guy, or if it's Romello Brinson or one of these, you know, they've got a couple of blue chip freshmen coming in, uh, become an immediate contributor. It's really easy to see them finding a number three wide receiver, but going into the year, it's really hard to just feel like they, they know what they've got at that spot. It's, it's still going to be a learning process through the preseason and into the first couple of weeks of the season. Yeah. Um, Definitely agree. Um, you know, we, we, we know the top end, um, you know, we're, we're still waiting, uh, for example, for, for D Wiggins, right. We, we were saying um, just to, to see what goes on. Cause I know he has a lot of talent. I know again, if he's dropped some balls to, uh, for sure, but when he catches them, he's really good. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the young, the young guys, uh, also have a lot of talent and, um, uh, you know, they're, I think Mark Pope is going to be playing more in the slot. Right. Uh, so, um, all of that or possibly, uh, will, will come into play. Um, but it's a question mark. I, like I said, I last year with our special section, I said, you know, a reason to feel good reason to feel good about the Canes wide receivers. And I said, I would never say that again. <laughs> when I do yeah. that. Um, but um, yeah, it's just, uh, 
more question marks, I guess. I, yeah. you know, Jeremiah Payton. Yeah, I didn't even mention him. He's been obviously a guy who, from the moment he stepped on campus, they were really excited about him. And it's just been non-existent, basically. Yeah, not. He was so good in um, the spring, right? Yeah, yeah, he was so good in that first spring. And I know he had, I think, I'm pretty sure he had COVID. I think he's one of the guys that had COVID. And I, 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 I don't know what happened after that. Um, but he definitely, um, yeah, it was, it was a non-factor. So there's so many guys who we've talked about that we're, we're waiting, we're waiting on. Yeah. And I think the fact that Mike Harley and Charleston Rambo give them a legit one, two makes it a lot easier, right? You know, like Mark Pope and D Wiggins who have had, uh, like you said, sometimes look good if they catch the ball. Most of the time, not caught the ball and not look so good. But it's a lot easier if you're asking those guys to be your three and four receiver or four and five receiver maybe than, um, you know, ask them to be, your, you know, halfway through the season. It's not like Mike Harley looked like the legit number one receiver. These guys were all kind of like 1A, 1B, 1C. And that was the problem was that those guys were, you know, Mike Harley eventually emerged as a legit one, but those guys are all better suited off probably being three or four guys, right? And they're in that spot now where, where maybe it helps them. Um, you know, not every team is – it's college football. Guys drop balls, right? Like, no one's perfect. It's it's a problem when you add – it's kind of the same thing we talked about with the offensive linemen. Like, Zion Nelson was pretty impressive for a freshman with, like, what he came in with, um, like his reputation, his track record – pretty impressive for just a freshman to start every game at left tackle, which is what he does as a freshman um, because he shouldn't have had to be starting a left tackle. And, and these wide receivers, you know, I know obviously Mark Pope was, was a five-star recruit coming out of high school and Miami recruited him expecting him to be better than a number three receiver. Um, but the problem, obviously the problem was that those guys didn't develop into the number one, number two, number you know, legit starting wide receivers that Miami hoped they would be, but now they've just got better guys than those guys. And and it makes it a lot easier when you've got a guy who's a number three wide receiver talent, which is what it seems like Mark Pope probably is, is in that number three role. But at the same time, I, yeah. I, I've only mentioned Xavier Restrepo once. It kind of feels like he's going to be the guy. I was just going to say, I was just, was waiting for you to finish there and I was going to talk about Xavier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Derek he's, King was, I think it was on was it on ESPN he went on during media days and got asked, like, give me a couple of young guys who have really impressed you. I think he mentioned Restrepo specifically. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I think that's telling if he's doing that on ESPN, you know, rather than to us in a Zoom media thing where he feels like he's just got to listen to all the guys, right? Yeah, I, I, Restrepo is, uh, is really good. Um, and... Yeah, he's he's another one. There, there's 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 so many of them. They have so many. I'm I'm mostly going to be interested to see how uh, Rob Likens, the wide receiver coach, and Lashley uh, use them as far as the rotation. You know, if if they, if he real, I know Likens always says he'll use as many as he can. He'll just yeah. bring them in and out. But I I I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Maybe that's true, but the, you know, most of them will just get a, a few um, passes less than that a game. Yeah, you know, they'll try them out, and but you know, guys like Farley and 
Rambo, you know they're going to get the, get the majority. So those guys have really got to step up and show that they, they've earned it. Because if not, I, I think they're just going to stop throwing to them. I do. Pretty yeah, fast. They've got enough guys to do that this year where I think, you know, they obviously did the, the little stunt where they did nine co-starters last year. But that never, you know, they stuck with the same guys all year because those freshmen were not ready. Um, I think those freshmen, ideally, the, who are now still, I guess, technically freshmen, but whatever, in their second year, um, you know, they should feel a lot, lot, they should feel a lot more confident than those guys, ideally. Uh, number three I've got on this list is another one we alluded to a little bit is the tight end spot. Um, I Ooh. feel pretty good about Will Mallory, even though he's had a lot of injury stuff throughout his career. Um, but beyond that, uh, there, there's not a whole lot. No, I, I, I mean, the tight end position is one to feel really concerned about. Yeah. There's Brevin Jordan, who I know was injured some of last year, but was to me an obvious talent. And, uh, and Will Mallory is definitely a talent. I really like Will. Yeah, I mean, if he, if he stays healthy and all that, he'll be in the NFL next year. Yeah, for sure. Will, I think he's getting drafted if he, if he stays healthy. You know, he, he has, I guess, shoulder surgery. Um, and he's, he's back. Apparently, you know, um, he needs to stay healthy, basically. And and everybody else is like, uh, guess what? The spring game, um, there were no, yeah. <laughs> no scholarship, no, zero, healthy, zero, zero uh, scholarship tight ends in the spring game. And, uh, you know, Elijah Royo, um, you know, was, was, was rehabbing. And um, apparently he's he's going to be back. Um, he had knee he had, he had knee surgery. Although actually he might, I'm not sure if, for sure. I, I, Manny Diaz did not elaborate expound about uh, Elijah Royal. I think he had knee surgery, but I don't I don't really know. If yeah, they've never. I don't think they've ever given a totally like definitive timeline. But yeah. they definitely seem confident that he'll be back. But again, yeah, it's, but, it's a freshman we've never seen. Like, yeah, I don't, I can't never see. He's, he's going to be back, and he's right—a highly rated tight end. And yeah. then, and then there's a, you know, Larry Hodges, um, who was arrested, I guess, in the spring or something for concealed for concealed weapon and some other uh, not wonderful things. Uh, and and I I don't, I think this cross the state did not officially press charges they they chose not to to uh, press charges so but still uh, you know yeah it's not a good look yeah. and i don't know i he was he had been suspended and I, now he's back manny diaz told me last week that he's back um working out with the team um, that kind of thing, or doing team activities, but he didn't, I said something about, uh, and he said he was, he, he would be ready to go for practice. And I said, well, is he suspended? Is Larry Hodges suspended? Uh-huh. Manny Diaz said, uh, he didn't really, he said, I'm not going to talk about that, but he's back working out with the team and he'll be ready for practice. So maybe, 
I'm not saying he is, but who knows if he is suspended for the first game or whatever. I don't know. So, you know, Manny did not say for sure he's not suspended. He's fully back or whatever. Who knows? It's just not a good look. And um, I think Larry Hodges is another guy who has a lot of talent, but, you know, I said it all. And, and then, um, yeah. And then Dominic Mamorelli is, is coming off um, surgery and uh, shoulder surgery. And Manny Diaz told me that he's a little bit uh, behind. Oh, no, no. He's a, yeah, he's a little bit behind. Manny Diaz told me last week that Dom Mamorelli, the tight end, coming off shoulder surgery is, quote, a little bit behind Don yeah. Chandler. So right there, that's not good. Yeah, we still don't know what it's going to look like behind Will Mallory coming into this year. And, and you know, tight ends get hurt. Will Mallory's dealt with some injuries. Miami yeah, likes to play I, multiple tight ends. I, I don't think it's unfair to say that that's a big question mark. Uh, coming in the season, even though it's kind of similar to the King knee thing, where if, if Will Mallory plays all 12 games, gets through totally healthy, like, um, you know, it's it becomes good. a non issue in, in some You're ways. You're right. He's so but it's good. good. Miami likes to have a couple. Sometimes Miami in the past, in the last few years, does uh, like to get a couple tight ends on the field at once. Um, I don't know. Now, Khalil Brantley, freshman, um, you know, he's a freshman. Who knows? Yeah. So, well, that is a definite uh, not not confident a, a, as a whole in that position. Yeah. Uh, last one I have written down here is the last thing I'm not quite as confident about is we talked about the why we feel good about the offensive line. Um, the run blocking is, is still kind of a question mark for this team. Um, it is mm-hmm. kind of one thing. You know, I, I don't act like I'm an offensive line expert, but they grade out. Typically, PFF is graded out. Their, most of their offensive line is much better pass blockers than run blockers. Um, you know, they still are definitely much better, a much better passing team than they are a rushing team, and, and that's even with some of the wide receiver question marks. Um, and just kind of generally, the guard spot and the interior line, you know, we mentioned it outside of Corey Gaynor. There's just more question marks there, and those guys are obviously uh, a big part of run blocking. Um, you know, we don't know when you're right. Going to be out there. He's typically been a pretty good run blocker. Um, you know, Navon, obviously coming off the injury, I think him, getting him back would go a long way toward helping the run game. Um, you know, sure. DJ Steve, when he's playing guard, he's definitely much more kind of like a natural tackle, just in a guard's body. Um, a much better pass blocker than he is a run blocker typically. Um, <laughs> so it's it's the one spot I think on the offense that that offensive line that we feel like is such a strength has a has a chance to um, has a chance to still improve a lot there. Yeah, uh, I agree with everything you said. Um, yeah, they've they've got to they've got to put it together, and uh, and you know we won't know till we we see the mix and matching. But I think like I think Navon Donaldson's really going to help. Um, yeah, and, definitely in that area. I mean, I, the signature play. What was it against Duke where he had that? one block where you could just, you could see the whole field open up. I think it was his first game back and right. not good last year, but it was just like that one play summed up exactly what he's going to do for this offense. Yeah. Big. It's going to be big. He's going to be, he, he'll be drafted too. Yeah, probably. I mean, depending on as long as the knee holds up, he's definitely 
has the talent. This guy was an awesome high school player. Has been a really good, a really good college player when he's been in there. Um, yeah, him getting him back is you know this, this team. Everyone has made a lot out of like the run it back thing and all these guys coming back. Um, but yeah, Nirvana is one of those guys. Those additions that you know Miami does not have the same like transfers that they have had in recent years. You got a couple guys, but it's not like Derek King and Quincy Roche. Um, but Nirvana, you can add him I, I, in some ways. You can add him right in there with Tyreek Stevenson and DeAndre Johnson as as a guy who is basically like a transfer. He's a guy who's going to play right away and contribute and, you know, has some, some question marks in his past, but um, the talent is, is undeniable. Like it is with, with, you know, Tyreek Stevenson, a couple other guys who are uh, hoping to have big breakthrough seasons this year. Yeah. And uh, so I think all in all, David, when you're talking about the offense, I think we both agree that the offense um, is without a, strength. a doubt the strength. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we're confident if you're saying offense versus defense offense, it is. For sure. Uh, all right. Yeah. Let's finish things up there. Uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at S Miller Degnan. Uh, she's got a good story uh, today. So it'll be a couple of days old by the time you guys are listening to this uh, about uh, NIL and what it has meant in the first pretty much a month into its existence, uh, what Miami is, what it's meant for Miami. Um, obviously, you'll have, you'll have some more stuff coming as we get ready for training camp uh, to start next Friday. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson2. Uh, we will be back next week with part two of this preview focusing on the defense. Uh, so thanks, as always, for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week.